Hello and welcome to another edition of the Professionally Depressed Podcast. I am your podcast host, Anthony DeFrancia, the guy that you will not know because there's no reason to know who I am. Um, I'm a nobody. So I want to start this episode by giving a shout out uh, to uh, Ashburn, Virginia. Uh, for whatever reason, the majority of my downloads are going to Ashburn, Virginia. So I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I hope you're liking the show, whoever you people are, or one person that's just downloading it multiple times. Whatever's going on there, I, I appreciate it. Um, I've never been there. I don't know no- nothing about that place, but uh, I appreciate you for... Uh, you know, supporting what I got going on here. So I wanted to start with that. Uh, there's a lot that I could talk about today. This hour is going to fly by for sure. Uh, my life has just been such a whirlwind the past few weeks. Um, but the past two weeks in particular, I was on a huge tangent last week about stories with uh, kind of going out on dates, how those went, um, doing uh, some stand-up again, trying to get back into that, continuing with doing stand-up as well. So, um, yeah, so I'm continuing to do that, continuing to try to date. I realize that uh, even though this is called Professionally Depressed, uh, and I do want to talk about um, some, you know, uh, how to deal with depression what my coping methods have been um you know what you kind of have to do mentally to get yourself to a point where you're working yourself out of depression how to catch yourself in it how to break yourself out of it that's stuff that will have to come in time when i don't have any (laughs) good uh stories or good or exciting things happening in my life you know what i mean um, I've been going out just about every night, um, I, I, you know, just to, number one, like, try to meet women, um, try to get out there dating, talking to girls, seeing what, where it goes, you know, and then also, uh, I've had multiple opportunities to do stand-up, so I'm just trying to grab every single opportunity I have to practice, get on the stage, uh, get a reaction from people, it just be live and uh, and have the platform to be able to to practice, um, you know, that skill. That's the weird thing about stand-up is it's not like music where you could just practice in your house. I kind of practice by just talking to people, um, you know, by seeing what they think is funny kind of trying to hone my brain on thinking quick thinking on my feet trying to improvise like filtering um, a lot of my thoughts because I oftentimes don't filter my language whatsoever and if you actually want to be a stand-up comedian now that's going to be a huge issue (laughs) because you're not allowed to say a lot of words so um so I, I've just been practicing on people, and I've had, you know, multiple opportunities. Uh, I'm going to continue doing it going forward, you know, uh, three, four nights a week, trying to get out and do stand-up at different venues and just kind of see uh, how things work out, you know. Uh, I just like doing it, you know. Like I, I think I was talking to a guy, so on Tuesday I went to, it's uh, called nate jackson's super funny comedy club it's in tacoma washington and uh it's like shares uh, a building with a holiday inn like there's the holiday inn with the you know bedrooms you're familiar with hotels i assume (laughs) um and then just like attached to it almost similar like i've seen a similar thing with like you know restaurants like denny's or whatever attached to buildings is that same thing, but it's an attached uh, comedy club. Um, so I went there on Tuesday and talking with, he was an older gentleman. I think he was 68, he said. Um, he was talking about how he had been getting into stand-up. He met uh, D.L. Hewley at that 
venue uh just you know dl hewley just stopped by was kind of seeing what was going on with some of the you know newer guys um and he saw this older gentleman and gave him a fist bump so that was cool that's a cool story um but this old man he's very much set on like uh like it's uh, it's good to have dreams people um it is good to have aspirations and goals and things that you want to get to in your life uh however when you enter something especially if you're new at it and you enter it with expectation um i think that that is something harmful to you creatively and then also it can be emotionally as well so this old man is you know he's he's a funny guy like i was just talking to him i honestly didn't like a lot of his stand-up but just talking to him (coughs) oh fuck uh one-on-one um was he was really funny he like had a story about someone holding a a, a machete up to him that i was laughing at a lot i don't know if it was meant to be funny but i thought it was it was great but he didn't tell any stories or anything on stage he just had like a very much um like set up punchline type of joke format you know that's the thing with stand-up as it's evolved over time is the jokes are less so um the you know a short um you know one-liner kind of deal uh there are still guys that do that definitely but more so it's been evolving into like where you're talking about uh, a story that you have and you're kind of throwing in comedic moments as you go along the story um, and those are more so your jokes and then maybe the story culminates in um, a particular lesson or joke by the end of it um, and or you also will uh, call back on that same situation to kind of enhance another joke or another story or kind of put it in a different light. So this guy didn't do any of that. But when I was talking with him, he was um, he was very much like, yeah, it's like the way I see it, you know, I'm gonna. He's like, I'm the youngest up and coming comic in the country right now, and I'm gonna be, um, you know, I'm gonna. I'm already retired and I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I'm 70, which is, you know, great aspirations to have in, in this world and in America where we have opportunity and a lot of money that's uh, essentially out there for the taking, so to speak. That is completely possible. I just think it's um, uh, non-conducive to what actually stand up is and like stand up culture to set out to make money you know i think kevin hart um is an exception to that kevin hart is obviously like the biggest comedian in the country if not the world and he is there and he's a movie star because that was his intention like he set out to be famous like he's if you hear him talk like i i um listen to him on hot ones uh, the show where they eat hot wings uh they have sean evans i think his name is interviewing these guys um any you know any celebrity any you know rappers uh movie stars comedians all those type of guys um and gals and so he was interviewing kevin hart and kevin hart said essentially his motivation for what he does um and what he's doing with his life right now and why he's so big is that he wants to leave an oppression he wants his name his last name heart to be attached and to be essentially like legendary like he wants it to go down in history for what he did and what he accomplished and i think he's at that point for sure i think he was at that point probably a long time ago at least for uh, a lot of people to remember him and recognize the name for you know generations to come but um that that is his whole like goal you know and whether he set out initially um with that goal is you know only he will know but uh yeah i think it's just 
you want to have you definitely want to have a goal in your life and in what you're doing um that's one thing that i've been kind of uh you know meditating on and trying to implement in my life is for a long time and this is this will go back to depression as well so when you're in depression you are just uh, at least i'm going to speak on my uh, experience. I'm sure other people have similar experiences. Uh, I'm going to speak on my experience and just kind of blanket it to all forms of depression. So I'm sorry if this doesn't apply to you, but it will apply to a lot of you. When you're in depression, you just want to survive, you know, especially if you are uh, someone who has to, you know, work for a living, someone who has to pay bills, someone who, you know, has to feed themselves, you know, um, all that stuff, like whatever you're doing, whatever career that you ended up in, whatever job that you ended up in, because jobs and careers are different things. Um, you know, it's all just to, uh, survive, you know, a lot of the time I find people are depressed. A lot of people I work with are depressed and they don't really acknowledge it, but they are depressed because, they are somewhere where they do not want to be, you know, even though um, I think subconsciously there is some of you that does want to be there for the sake of familiarity and for the sake of uh, safety and comfort, you know, especially, you know, if you're in relationships or you have kids, like that's all stuff that is going to play into how limited you feel <laughs> with uh, what you're able to do and explore with your life. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you are in depression, you just are trying to make it through each day, essentially. Like, whatever, you know, whether you, you know, drink or you play video games or you uh, just sleep or you... Uh, I don't know, draw, uh, you know, there's a lot of different, drawing's not a good example, because drawing could be productive, but there's a lot of good examples of stuff that you do as an individual where you're kind of, you're, you know, to put it bluntly, you're miserable with your life, and you do these things just to essentially pass the time to get from one day to the next, to the next, to the next, and there's a lot of truths that you probably subconsciously realize that you do not want to uh, actually acknowledge and fulfill <clears throat> so for example when I got out of my relationship for a long time I've been having the feeling of uh, that I love this girl I still do but I couldn't help but have the feeling that I wanted to be with other women, you know? Um, and that was just like my inherent gut feeling is, especially as I was getting older, because I was with her for five years. So, you know, 22 to, you know, I'm 27 now. Um, as time was going on further and for further, the more that feeling was building up inside of me more that feeling was saying all right well you know this is you know the prime of your life uh, and people always say that people say that to like high schoolers right that this is the prime of your life no it's not like 25 to probably I'm gonna say I'm gonna guess I'm gonna foreshadow um, 25 to I'm gonna say like 34 is probably the prime of your life because you actually understand what the fuck is going on in the world like you have a grasp of everything around you how the world works you've spent so much time uh just learning from that stage from probably like 16 to like 24 ish uh that now ideally by the time you're this age you are starting to understand stuff. And probably in three years, I'm going to say the same thing that I, you know, uh, you know, think about myself now looking back three years ago and be like, oh, that guy didn't know shit, you know. So probably this is going to date itself very quickly. But 
um, this was the feeling that I was having that kind of, that was just my inherent, um, you know, like a nature essentially that I was feeling. And I did things to try to combat it, did things to try to fight it, to stay in the relationship um, for a long time. But uh, I eventually just said, you know, this is the feeling I'm having. I want to stay with you, but I do want to be with other women as well. So unless we're going to like do some open relationship swing threesome type thing, then I think we have to end this relationship because this is something that I'm not going to shake and it's not fair to you. Um, and it, obviously it's not fair to me either to continue to, you know, put myself, keep myself in a situation where I'm not happy. And then since I'm not happy, I'm affecting you negatively as well. So, and then after we broke up, I realized that there was a lot more to that. Um, that was just my inherent gut feeling that I was having. But after we broke up and I look back, um, retrospectively, I just realized that there was a lot of uh, you know, negative elements of the relationship overall that really were probably the thing that was driving me to have that feeling to be with other women, um, of just being unhappy for many reasons in the relationship, um, and just not willing to acknowledge it, just being happy because she loved me. She did, you know, treat me very well uh, most of the time. You know, we weren't abusive to each other. We weren't mean to each other, nothing like that. Uh, but it was just like little things, essentially, that, uh, you know, made me unhappy and made me want to explore and see what other women have to offer. <clears throat> so, um, so, moving on to, or going back to, rather, um, when you're into depression, you're just trying to get through that shit. And then once you acknowledge, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, I don't know what's up with my throat today. Once you acknowledge uh, what it is that gut feeling is telling you and you could rationalize it and break it down into essentially a goal, something tangible that you're able to do, that is a huge uh, thing to you know, change a lot of your life. And the hard part is, is that that will often come with uh, a sacrifice of some kind. Uh, nothing in life comes without sacrificing something else. It's something that I've been, again, meditating on. Uh, that is, you know, when you hear that, uh, it is kind of a, like no shit kind of statement. Like if you, but if you really think about it, it makes so much sense as to like why we are uh, as individuals in the position we are, who we're friends with, um, whatever, anything tangible in your life, you know, name it, your uh, living situation, the state you live in, the city you live in, Ashburn, holla at your, at your boy. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, the food that you eat, the car that you drive the any the jewelry you wear the tattoos you have whatever it is literally anything tangible in this world comes from sacrificing something else so in many cases it's literally money but also when you acquire one thing you are in essence sacrificing everything outside of that if that makes sense so if you like uh want to be in like a you know successful monogamous relationship you're sacrificing uh the possible good that could come with being with other people um and so there's obviously a lot of benefits to being in a monogamous <clears throat> relationship but the sacrifice is still there. Similarly, like if you want to like have another job or you want to move forward with your job or you want a promotion or, you know, you want to climb the ladder at your job, you're going to be sacrificing time. Odds are you're going to be sacrificing 
um, a comfortability that comes with just laying low and keeping your head down and kind of not trying to draw too much attention to yourself. Um, if you want, you know, to, you know, if you're like me, you're a single guy out there, you want to date a lot of women, you're sacrificing oftentimes time, you're sacrificing money, you're sacrificing, uh, like, uh, again, like comfortability, because you just got to put yourself out there and hope that uh, it gets a positive response. Um, you got to sacrifice like humility, or you, uh, uh, you got to, or you got to sacrifice what's, you got to really uh, embrace humility, but you got to sacrifice what's the word I'm looking for is, uh, is uh, uh, like ego you know, of like thinking so too highly of yourself. Um, you got to kind of acknowledge that everything isn't going to work out how you always want it to. So, so when you're in the depression, you set your goal. Now we know to get to a goal, we have to sacrifice something. And that's a hard thing to know how to do it. And especially when you're really depressed, it's a, Thing that you don't want to give into uh, because again you're just trying to survive get to the next day and so the idea of things changing and uh, you're having to give up some of the stuff that makes you comfortable is a terrible thought and really you want to fight it with everything in you however part of the reason that your odds are you're depressed in some way and is not only you know chemical imbalance but because you do have a certain itching feeling of something that you should be doing with your life and you're not doing it um and it's something that is hard to um put into words something that can be intangible unless you're willing to not only willing to but you actually have the emotional uh intelligence and the insight to be able to look at that stuff and put it into something concrete, you know, um, take it from being a feeling uh, to something that you could say, okay, well, this is what I got to do. And then it's your decision whether or not you are going to do that. Um, but that's essentially where the seed at, at the core of some depressions. I, I mean, that's definitely the case for me. Um, again, I, I assume it's the case for a lot of people, whether you're willing to acknowledge it or not. Um, and then there, yeah, again, there's, uh, there's enough out there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you heard that, but my cat was just trying to climb on my desk and then just knocked over all my, sweet he broke my octopus son what the fuck i have his little blue glass uh octopus he's like the size of i don't know the size of like a a cutie orange like a little mandarin orange you know and that dude just knocked he knocked all my pins down he broke my octopus i'm gonna kill that cat <laughs> um so yeah that's my that's I just wanted to talk about that with depression because this is uh, supposed to be a podcast to have a, a discussion about depression, my experience with it, the breakthroughs that I've made with it, um, and then, again, open up the, uh, hopefully open up a, a conversation with my listeners to be able to ask me questions or bring up points uh, of what they've gone through Um and maybe some of the stuff that's worked for them, maybe you disagree with me. I think I'm pretty on point, but <clears throat> uh, I want to have, you know, you, you need you need someone to argue with you to really solidify your point. You know, if you just have one perspective, you know, it's like, you know, that's why the justice system works as it does. Because if it was just one side saying that, that the, you know, defendant uh, shot me. And there was no other counter argument than it'd be like every case would be you know guilty, <clears throat> so 
uh, you need uh, the conversation and the discussion and the arguments to really, uh, you know, solidify what you believe in and, you know, where, uh, 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 what you kind of live by. So, <clears throat> so I wanted to, so yeah, I hope you, uh, I know we led into that from the, from the, uh, guy at the comedy club, but that, that was the whole point, you know, it's a long way, you know, serpentining around a lot of different points, um, to say that, yes, it is good to have goals. You should have goals. Goals are the only reason to really get out of bed and keep doing uh, life, you know. But you also don't want to set yourself up for a huge expectation. You want to, you know, they say uh, keep your feet on the ground but keep reaching for the stars, right? And that means stay grounded, stay in reality, um, be real with yourself and be real with life but shoot for the highest possibility that you can or you think is possible with where you are like you know put your imagination out there you know you could say like for instance with me with comedy i could say like like really my like reaching for the stars like top pinnacle of the mountain <laughs> apex point is just to be able to like quit my job and do podcasting and stand-up comedy full-time um and i have i just started less than a month ago so that's gonna probably take a while man uh, <laughs> i'm you know i'm real about that but that's where i want to be and so you just start making the decision to get go in that direction you know if you're saying to yourself like well i work at you know office depot i really want a career then it's like all right well first decide what is the career that you want do you want to be you know do you want to be a doctor you want to be you know i'm an electrician do you want to be an electrician do you want to be whatever whatever it is and then just say okay here i am at this point in time this is where I want to be. And don't even give yourself a... I mean, you could give yourself a deadline if you're really, like, on some motivation <laughs> shit. And you really, like, are like, T this ends today. I'm going to change my whole life today. You know, you could be like, in two years from now, I'm going to have a different career. I'm going to have a different house. Whatever it is. But make the decision. Make the choice. Set the goal. And then just start... And then just make the decisions day by day moment for moment that are gonna compel you toward that goal um and it, the thing that comes with your goals and like your feelings and your wants as well is that they can possibly change along the way um you know to something where you set out for one uh, goal, like for instance, I'm setting out for, you know, I'm just going to talk about myself because I can't talk to any of you. Um, I'm setting out to be a comedian, entertainer, podcaster, whatever. Um, so that's my goal. So I'm making decisions actively to get to that goal. However, there is a certain, you know, mystery in the way that life you know, takes its turns and has its uh, curveballs to where even though this is the goal I'm setting out to do, um, I can, you know, that's not always going to be, you know, that's not going to be what I necessarily get to. You know, I might, it, who knows where I could end up. I could end up working for Google somehow, you know, because I'm out there doing comedy, talking to guys, Guys, like, I work for Google, you seem pretty smart, come here, you know, I'm just throwing shit, literally anything, just trying to think of an example of, because, you know, you can't, you don't know what you don't know, you know, <laughs> but that's how, you know, that's like the mystery of life, like, you know, I came out to Washington in order to uh, go to college, but I just came out here by myself, was living in my car, living in a tent for a while, and just started working at a grocery store to be able to, you know, make money. And then the grocery store led me 
you know, I was working at the deli at the grocery store. Then I moved to the meat department and being a butcher at the grocery store. And then I moved to um, being an electrician. And then I changed my jobs as an electrician. And now I'm working on, you know, I mastered elect- being an electrician, essentially. And now I'm working on, you know, comedy. So, like, I know, I didn't think, you know, my goal when I moved out here was to go to college to be a wilderness therapist, <laughs> which if you don't know what that is, it's where you essentially combine psychology with going like backpacking to like build character. So I moved here six years ago, seven years ago to be a wilderness therapist. And now I'm an electrician trying to be a comedian. <laughs> so that, so life is just, you know, you just never know. But the thing that you have to do is just to make the decision and fucking just start doing it whatever you think doing it is like just start doing it you know if you're like i don't have any opportunities where i am it's like all right well what do you need to do to get the opportunities you know do you need to move somewhere else do you need like to call someone do you need to join like a facebook group do you need to see start like a zoom platform for whatever it is if you want to learn karate but you're like there's no karate classes near me do you need to see if there's like zoom karate classes you know there's a fucking you know there's millions there's what 400 million people in america if not more and all of us are trying to do something and make a living and all of us have stuff that we like to do that we want to do so there's going to be a option or a route to do what you want to do. Um, and so that's that's really optimistic um, thinking that I'm kind of spitting out right now that is really easy to spit out when I feel, you know, great and when I feel like I'm on the, uh, you know, I'm on the upward side. I'm on an upward slope, you know, uh, climbing away from depression. You know, it's never going to be anything that's completely out of me. But I'm getting further and further away from it it's getting smaller and smaller in the distance so it's really easy so all this is really easy to say with the uh 2020 vision that i have right now um but for if i fall back in for some of you who aren't at that point where you're still you know where depression is really uh large and looming in your life it's not an easy thing to, uh, you could hear these words and you could say, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I agree with it. Maybe you'll try tomorrow. Maybe you'll try for a week. Maybe you'll try for a month and then fall right back into your depressive cycle. And so you just have to uh, find avenues, find techniques along the way to help you, um, to help refresh your motivations and your goals and your mind you know some people will write it down some people will uh you know carry it with them throughout the day some people will meditate and just think about where they want to be some people will have a vision board whatever it is but you need to have something that will remind you revitalize you and you need to call yourself out on when you um aren't following it you know and call yourself out on uh, the excuses that you're making and you know, like be real with yourself you know don't be hard on yourself but be real with yourself you don't want to say like you're a piece of shit that won't accomplish anything and like you're like thinking to yourself like oh i keep trying i keep wanting to do this but i can't like i keep failing i keep quitting so i guess i'm just a quitter i guess i'll never get to where i want to be blah 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 you don't want to have that but you do want to be like all right i definitely have been slacking lately i haven't been sticking to the goals i set um and i need to what do i ask yourself what do i need to do in order to keep working toward uh something better for myself so uh that's a pretty you know all this all this is pretty preachy for um you know i'm not like i'm doing okay for myself i'm independent and have my own place and whatever else um, doing okay for myself, but I'm not like, I'm not at like a level of ultimate, uh, 
success. You know, I'm not, I'm not like Joe Rogan, you know, I don't, I'm not doing this podcast that gets millions of subscribers and making millions of dollars off of it. You know, I make zero dollars on the, on the dot <laughs> off of it. So, um, so, you know, but the thing is that, um, there was, there's a podcast recording, um, oh, it wasn't a podcast. It's like a recording from like 1958 or something with this guy, Earl Nightingale. I never heard of him, but it's, this is something that I've, you know, I've been uh, more or less uh, taking a lot of what he said during this recording and putting it into like my own words or what has my own mind has done with uh, what he's said. But uh, he said that success is something that you have immediately when you set a goal. So... It's not once you reach the top of Mount Everest that you succeed, but the second that you start climbing the mountain, you're a success because your goal is to get to the top and you're making the decision to do it. And that alone makes you successful. And once you're successful, the financial gains come with the success, not the other way around that you will be successful and the money will come with that, but the money doesn't define your success, if that makes sense. So if you want to look it up, it's called um, The Strangest Secret uh, The Strangest Secret in the World by Earl Nightingale. It's like a 30-minute clip, and it ends with uh, him setting a, a 30-day challenge of essentially trying to change your life but I really like it because I don't like motivational speakers uh even though I've been kind of doing a lot of that <laughs> but I don't like Tony Robbins we're like yeah get out there and just fucking do it you're a beast you're a man let's go let's fucking like I don't like that frat boy <laughs> fucking motivational speaking shit we're like come on you got this fucking you know life is like a uh, is like a dumbbell you just fucking lift it and throw it off across the fucking ocean man you just fucking fuck life up. I don't like that. <laughs> I just, so I just like, uh, I like just being real of like, all right, well, you like, like, do you want to be a failure? Or you want to be successful? Okay. Well, if you want to be a failure, don't have any goals. If you want to be successful, have a goal. That's really as simple as it is. So have a goal and then start doing stuff to get to it. Um, so yeah, that's where, that's where I'll end that topic um i have a few things that i tease i ha have a whole shit from her almost you know we're only got like 20 minutes left uh unless i you know unless we could go longer but um okay sorry about that fucking i'm technologically stupid so i mean there was a huge gap in there but you didn't notice so Anyway, I want to get to the, uh, uh, yeah, so there's stuff I teased from last week. I got plenty of news stories from this week. I'll maybe get to one of them. Um, I wanted to get to the stuff from last week. So, uh, one is just a quick little story. So, I ran into my friend, uh, who is like a full-time cam model. That's what she does. So, she was... Uh, sharing with me some funny little stories of like her cam modeling so she's a really small petite girl um, and she's talking about she doesn't do uh, like the large chat rooms because I've seen you know I perused <laughs> cams in my day in my time this morning <laughs> um, but uh, you know they'll have huge chat rooms where the girls essentially, uh, you know, they'll have a goal. It's like, you know, 20,000 to tips, to, not $20,000, 20,000 like tokens, right? To take my top off. And then the, and then the community, you know, there'll be like 5,000 or more guys in the room and they all like throw in a little bit here and there and then gets to it. She takes her top off and then it'll be like, all right, well now 15,000 
and I'll get naked, and then so on and so on, and it eventually ends with her squirting all over her own face or whatever, right? So she doesn't do that. She does like a private, uh, like cam to cam, like on request kind of thing. I don't know what service this is, but essentially she like guys will just say like, "Hey, are you available? I want to you know get this nut out right now." And she'll say, yeah, and she'll go on, like, a cam and, uh, and, you know, do her thing. The guy does their thing. And she was telling me about, like, her likes and dislikes of being in this position. Because she doesn't like um, when she can't see the guy's dick. She's like, because, <laughs> like, she's like, I don't want to see his face at all. It's like, I, she's said that she prefers when uh it's like a laptop or a webcam setup and she could see everything i guess uh even though the guys are usually just disasters um but she's like i like seeing the dick because their dick isn't like none of their dicks are nice <laughs> really it's not like i like looking at their dicks and i get worked up she's like like i don't get worked up at all it's just performative like i really don't you know she's like there's maybe one guy that was cute and I actually kind of had feelings for and I had to you know block him and stop servicing him because I can't have that shit in my life <laughs> you know um but she's like I like to see the dick because you could tell like when stuff is working or not so she's like I you can you can tell when he's being worked up more he speeds up his strokes a little bit more <laughs> or like uh you know, you can tell when he's not into it or he's just working it up because he'll just be slow and just, you know, trying to harden that little mug up. You know, it's just soft and limp and laying there like a sad slug on the leg. And, then, you know, he's trying to work it up, slaps it around a little bit <laughs> to get it to, you know, to get it hard. And then, you know, you'll, she'll do something and he'll start like, oh, yeah, really stroking it fast. And then she's like, and then I could tell when they finish, too. And then you know everything everything changes she didn't say this part but everything changes when a guy finishes like it'll be like oh fuck yeah baby you want like oh yeah i love your fucking pussy just so fucking hot and then you come and you're like all right thanks bitch <laughs> see you later so she likes to know when the thanks bitch moment is coming and she can stop being like yeah baby is that what you want you want to see my pussy baby and he comes and was like all right thank you sir have a good day <laughs> So, so when she's talking about, uh, I guess there's like an app, whatever this is. I mean, it sounds like a good service. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm going to have like a story to relate to this as well. Um, but, uh, he, uh, he, yeah, yeah, she'll be, have guys who will be on the app on their phone and she's like, I hate it because like, she's like, I got to explain to like, you know, oftentimes they're like older guys, <laughs> She's like, and I got to explain to them, like, like, turn the, you know, turn the camera around because <laughs> it'll, it'll just be him. Like, you ever open Snapchat and you got the camera facing towards you and you're just looking down on it and you just see, like, your double chin and, like, the light shining on your face in the wrong way and shadowing all the wrong parts of your face. And you're just like, how has anyone ever fucked me? Because I look like a fucking mess, man. <laughs> and she's like, it'll be that for, like you know, the whole, like, all I, you know, I know he's stroking his dick, but you just see that face, and then just hear, like, <laughs> so, so she's like, so, I mean, you, you're gonna hear those sounds either way, but, he was like, uh, yeah, I like to see the dick. So I like try to tell him to turn it around and like aim the phone down. And so like, she's like, I'm sitting, standing here naked trying to get this guy off. And I'm like, all right, well, in the bottom left corner of your screen, you're going to see a little icon. So you hit that. It'll turn the camera around and then they'll turn it around. And it'll just be looking at their like wall in their house and their kids in the background <laughs> or whatever. And then she's like, all right, now, you know, yeah, I got to tilt it down. You know, you got to turn it. And the guy will, like, flip it. So, like, instead of being horizontal, now it's vertical. And she's like, no, you got to. 
so like you're trying this guy's got his dick in his hand and he's hard and he's like all right so what what do i gotta you gotta tilt it like you know 45 degrees down look at your yeah look at that all right now anyway as i was saying yeah baby you wanna fuck this pussy yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so i just thought that was funny and i wish there was uh she showed me a picture of one of her clients um and he's just a fucking mess like i if I didn't, if it wasn't like considered revenge porn or something to like share his photo, I would love to share it with all you folk out there because it is like him, like he's a bigger guy with a big head and he does have that awful Snapchat on accident face. Um, so I would love for you to all see that because it's impossible to describe, but it's fucking amazing. Um, and then. So, there was uh, another thing I teased from last week, and it's my changing views on women. So, before, during the time I was in my relationship, I really had this, like, um, I was raised by a single mom. So, I think that kind of somehow played into me really admiring and respecting women. (laughs) And... (laughs) There's nothing more useless that you could do as a guy than to, this is going to be, for all the women listening, for the, you know, for any women listening, if you have something to say, then go ahead and hit me at the podcast email at, you know, uh, you know, fishlakefromhell at gmail.com. That's F-I-S-H-L-A-K-E. F-R-O-M-H-E-L-L at gmail.com. Um, before I get into what I'm saying, because this is probably going to annoy a lot of people and piss off a lot of people and whatever. But it is what it is. So I used to have a lot of respect and admiration for women. And there's nothing more useless that you could do as a dude who wants to be with women than to admire and respect them. <laughs> obviously respect their boundaries respect their body you know get consent be nice be proper people to them that kind of shit um but the second that you get like googly eyes and like this is the this could be the one the love of my life then it's just fucking every pussy in the world just dries up and they want nothing to do with it so I've been, uh, you know, I've been out here trying to date. I've gone on a few dates. Uh, I've been trying to talk to women on, like, dating apps and that kind of thing. been trying to talk to women in bars. Um, and something that I've been doing, I, I when I said being nice, I shouldn't have thrown that in there just seconds ago because I've been kind of mean but, like, in a way that I'm trying to be helpful to women, all right, so they will have on their dating profile and will match, right, a lot of times, like, guys probably everywhere do this, you'll just swipe, you just like people, just like, you know, you don't read shit about them, there's too many, with guys, it's such a numbers game that I'm not gonna read every fucking profile, I just, like, you're cute, you're cute, you're cute, you're not, (laughs) you're cute, you're cute, you're not, um, (laughs) And I'm sure they do the same thing, you know. Um, but uh, they'll have on their profile, like, not uh, not looking for anything, any hookups or for things to go too quick. I'm looking for love. I want a real relationship, which is fine. That's what we're all looking for. But if I match with these girls who have this on their profile, the first thing I'm coming out of the gate with now is what, because here's the thing. Is I'm be- getting annoyed with women. <laughs> That's really what it is. Because I like women. I want to be with women. If it, you get a good woman, you know, uh, you know, they could be cool to talk to. It's fun to be around beautiful women. It's fun to talk to cute women. It's fun to just talk to women in general. Like, there's a reason that, like, men and women are, you know, are destined to be together. You know, uh, you know gay people sit this one out. You guys have your own wonderful thing going on that a lot of us wish we could have but 
that's just not in our it just as that's in your nature it's not in our nature to do that so anyway uh you know it, we li- i like talking to women I like being around women but the thing is that you also as a guy just want to fuck every woman in existence and so you try to develop a personality get intelligence get charm get a car nice clothes whatever it is that you think is going to help you appeal to women and then you present it to them and they just are like they just have nothing to reciprocate they and they act like they have other things to offer other than their pussy son (laughs) that's what i'm getting annoyed by they act like like you'll talk to a girl and she'll be like all right i don't want you know don't just say hi in your first message to me on the dating app you know we're not gonna go on some boring first date of going to the movies or going out to dinner you're we're gonna go on an exciting fun first date um like don't come at me with boring stuff be a good conversationalist and then you'll come at them and try to be a good conversationalist and they'll be like you know you'll be like oh uh you know did you went to hawaii last year that's interesting can you you know what was your you know you went to the island like this was actually a conversation i went i had last night uh this girl had a boyfriend so you know maybe she was just wasn't giving me anything because she was trying to be faithful to her lovely boyfriend but I was asking them, you know, I was trying to start a conversation. You know, you guys come here a lot. Do you guys like to travel? Like, what do you do with your time? When's the last time you traveled? And she's like, oh, I went to Hawaii in uh, 2019. I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah, I went there, I think, uh, like around the same time. Uh, what island did you go to? And she said, Kauai. And I said, okay. Uh, you know, I tried to be like, relate. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a beautiful island. Got lush forestry. Uh, it's just like a beautiful rainforest, one of the less you know developed uh, islands for sure in Hawaii. Uh, and like, did you see the Nepali coast? And she said, "Yeah, we went on an excursion." I was like, "Cool." <laughs> and this, this is it, man. This is the conversation. Maybe I talk too much. Hit me up again if you need to be like Anthony. I don't know you. I live in ashburn virginia what's what's good you probably talk too much and you don't give the woman room to speak i'm willing to hear hear you guys out i don't think i'm right about everything just a lot of things (laughs) but uh but it's even worse on the dating apps like you'll be like you know try to hit someone with like you know like you'll relate on some sort of music and then be like you know try to like build you know, there's like different approaches that one can have. One is like a flirty, keep it light approach, right? And another is like actually having a conversation, trying to learn about you as a person and all you're giving me back. I've been talking, like there's girls that I could talk to for weeks and weeks and they'll never like ghost me or whatever, but they will, you know, just give me like one word responses. Like I'll be like, oh, do you like this band? And they'll be like, yeah, I think they're great. Okay, have you ever seen them live before? What was that like? I saw them live. It was cool, man. All right. Uh, you ever... Do you, do, you, uh, do you drive? I don't know. Where do you go from... Like, when you get those one-word responses, where do you go? So, all of that has been confounding and boiling up to me just being annoyed with women. Because they don't... Like, I love them. I love talking to them. I've been having success with a lot of them. Like before, you women out there are like, you're just mad because you're an incel and blah, blah, doo, doo. No, that's not it at all. <laughs> I'm just annoyed with the fact that they act like they're more than their vagina. Because oftentimes you're not. And oftentimes, even if you like have a good career, you got education, you're a CNA or an RNA, whatever you feel like you know you're a strong independent woman like good for you but that doesn't make you any more interesting to me (laughs) that doesn't make you any like it's awesome like i want someone who's with me that is self-independent i don't got to pay for every meal that or i don't got to pay for a hundred percent of the vacations that we want to go on but like bring something else like make me laugh bitch like we gotta like 
we got to have something here to other than just the sex you know because and so that's why i've said to some of these girls like when they are like i'm looking for love i don't need no man uh i want a man but i don't need no man i'm looking for love as i the first thing i come out of the gate with is like all right what do you have other than the idea that i want to have sex with you that's going to make me love you because as guys, we have a lot to make you love us. We have, you know, ideally, uh, we have personality. We have interesting conversation. We're funny. We're smart. We have understanding of life. We have skills. We could build a house from chopping down trees and shit. <laughs> you know, we got a lot going for us. But, like, what do you, oftentimes, what do you women have? Because let's say I don't, like, I don't care about any of the, because, all right, I'm stumbling over my words. All right, let's say, I, as a guy, I don't. I only care about personality, and your body. Okay, I don't care about your position. I don't care about like as long as you're making enough of a living to support yourself, that's fine. Or you're wearing, even if you're living off like welfare shit, sure. We could see where this goes, at least, you know. But coming out of the gate, what do you as women have to make me love you other than that we want to have sex? So that's what I would like to email. That's what I would like to have a conversation about. I wish this was something I could do live so I could, like, get calls in and be like, you, you, Anthony, you suck the weenies. Um, but that's what I've been. And so it hasn't been going well. <laughs> when I've said that to women, but, and it is a little bit mean, because I'll be like, because one woman was like, well, I said that, I said, what do you have, other than the fact that I want to have sex with you, that's going to make me more interested in you, and she said, well, I go, she's like, I go hunting, and I go fishing, and I know how to gut a fish, and I could fillet a deer and i can uh i go camping i cook i clean uh i have all this stuff and i'm like that's cool like when like once i'm married to you or whatever but before that we get to that point what do you have that's gonna make me like you before then that's gonna make me stay what do you think you have that a man's gonna want right out the gate and her answer was i don't know because i'm not a man and I said, fair enough. Well, <laughs> here's what I'm going to tell you is that unless you have like a sparkling personality, all we want out of the gate is to have sex with you. And until we get to that point, we're not going to really take you seriously. <laughs> and that's just what it is. Like, we're just not going to consider a lot of like your wants and your hopes and your dreams until we get to that point and i know like women need emotional connection all that bullshit but that's uh you know something to acknowledge um and for you know feel free to argue with me anyone out there i'd love to hear it um but that's just been what i've experienced and I, i'm sick of people demanding stuff that they don't know how to get you know they're, they're demanding a five-star meal and they only have a package of ramen noodles so to speak they don't they're they don't have the things to get what they want so uh yeah i guess we're coming up on the end of the show here that's the stuff i wanted to uh bring up that i kind of tease last week so again if you want to argue with me yell at me uh whatever it is you want to do ask me questions uh bring up your depression experiences whatever whatever it is man um you could email me at uh fishlakefromhell at gmail.com that is f-i-s-h-l-a-k-e-f-r-o-m-h-e-l-l all one word at gmail.com. Um, 
So I guess I have stuff to, I'm going to get behind. We're going to be like staggering weeks because I talk about some other shit and then I get to my stories. So um, I have a story about, uh, other than the old dude at the stand-up show, I got a story about some of the other dudes that were at stand-up as well. And I got a story carried over. So one of the people that I met or that I saw doing stand-up the week before this past week um, I saw them actually do stand-up on stage. This is a person, if you listen to the show, that was yelling out stuff at the comedy show. And people were laughing, but it really made me seethe inside. So I saw this person actually doing stand-up, and they were great. So there's a whole story about about them and what the bit they did and kind of my interaction with them. Um, yeah, and then there's girls that I brought home this week that I would like to talk about and what situation we are with them stories from her um and the dates I have coming up I got like two or three dates uh coming up this weekend so I'm excited about those to talk about those as well so hopefully those those go okay um I think all I'm gonna do today is maybe go hiking I don't know uh, it's, another thing is if you guys have ideas on how to help a, a dude out by, you know, getting off of dating apps and going out and actually talking to girls and picking them up in public, where to do that and, and you know, some advice on that, that would be cool too. I'm here to give you advice. You, we're all just trying to help each other out, man. We're all cool. We're all cool people. Everything's Everything's okay. So, uh, yeah. So thanks for listening to the show. Uh, my name is Anthony DeFrancia, and we will see you on the next show. Uh, yeah, bros, take it easy.